This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. I'm thrilled to introduce our next guest, Dr. Sherry Flowers, a rheumatologist in New Jersey who converted her entire practice to telemedicine in the coronavirus outbreak in a matter of hours. Dr. Flowers, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Randy. I'm very excited to be here. Thrilled. I uh, I also would be remiss to say that uh, uh, Sherry is a longtime friend of mine. We go back to what a sleepaway camp when we were teenagers. Yes, yeah. When you were one of my closest and longest friends, so I'm very yes. fortunate. So I'm, I, I don't know, I, I think I'm the more fortunate one in this, but uh, so <laughs> at least that. <laughs> at least one of us cleaned up our act over the years and is doing something good for the world. So uh, um, Shari, thank you so much for joining us today. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about your practice and your specific focus. Sure. So I'm a rheumatologist. Uh, we focus on autoimmune diseases um, affecting connective tissues and different parts of the body, as well as regular um, osteoarthritis, wear and tear arthritis, and osteoporosis, thinning of the bones. So what, what is it like being a healthcare professional right now? And I mean, what is, are you working from home? What is your setup? Sure. So as, as most people know, it's a very scary time for healthcare professionals. We have a severe shortage of personal protective equipment, and the lack of COVID tests really puts everyone at risk. Uh, particularly during patient encounters face-to-face. Prior to COVID, our group had just started a telemedicine platform that was allowing patients access to the nurse practitioners and physician's assistants in our group. Uh, If they're having trouble getting to the office, patients who don't have rides, patients who are homebound, um, patients with urgent issues where they're just not able to leave work to come in. So once I read about the Department of Health and Human Services provision to waive certain restrictions and expand telemedicine, I was very vocal with our group about the the need to make this available to the entire group as soon as possible. Um, I was already facing some resistance just about converting our board meetings to Zoom, but I was very pleased with how receptive our group was and how fast our fantastic IT department was able to get it up and running. Uh, By that Friday, I found out over the weekend about this... um, provision. By that Friday, I was trained in the platform. And thanks to my incredible staff and my patients, um, everyone by the following Monday, everyone was converted to virtual visits. And, um, and they had my staff walk them through the set, steps of setting up the app. There's a lot of settings that need to be adjusted. And um, they've been just doing a fantastic job. There's, there's been some challenging challenges, which I'm happy to share. But my patients have been very understanding and my staff very supportive. And we're just grateful to have a way to see our patients in a way that doesn't put us, them, or our families at risk. I mean, it truly is incredible when you think about how on, you know, on Friday it was business as usual. And then by Monday it was a, a fully digital business. I mean, that's incredible. We talk about pivots in business so much, but you don't usually think about that in terms of, of the healthcare system. Um, Sherry, I'd love if you could take us through some of the biggest challenges and wins you faced uh, in, in the recent weeks um, chatting and, and treating patients this way. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I'll start with the challenges. Uh, we've had numerous technical issues related to Wi-Fi, user error. As I said, there's so many different settings that the patients have to set up um, that it causes issues. Uh, we're having an issue with an Echo. I make the calls from an iPad, and anyone with an Android um, has hear, I hear an Echo. If they put headphones on, the Echo disappears for me, but it actually comes through to them as 
what multiple people have described as a creepy male voice. Um, I was able to hear it through one patient. It really sounds like a demon. So um, besides my app being haunted, um, you know, patients have to, uh, and we're working through that, their IT department for the platform. You're like, not, not exactly the voice that you want to hear when receiving healthcare news. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Um, people needing to uh, simultaneously take care of their homeschool kids now, too, makes it harder for them. Of course, we're very understanding. It's challenging for everyone. Um, a couple people have tried to conduct their visits while driving, which um, wow. I immediately shut down and asked them to, you know, pull over safely and then call me back. Um, no one needs to get in an accident while speaking to their doctor. <laughs> and um, it's surprisingly draining. I would not have guessed that it would be more exhausting than seeing patients in person, but, but it really is. Maybe from staring at two screens, the iPad and my EHR and the computer all day. Um, just staring at myself on the screen is a little disconcerting. It makes you a little self-conscious, but I'm trying to get past that. Um, and more importantly, you know, I'm limited in my ability to examine patients and can't do procedures such as joint injections without seeing them in person. We do continue infusions of medicines that my patients do require. We're continuing that in our office, only one patient in the building at a time. And, um, and uh, there are some urgent there are some urgent injections that we have to do. Um, after much challenge, I was able to get some um, N95 masks from overseas. I was able to place an order with some other physicians. Um, so that makes it less scary. The patients wear a mask. We wear our masks. But um, before that, I mean, just wearing a surgical mask was, was quite terrifying. And I was coming home nervous that I was going to, you know, affect, infect my family, that I was going to get sick. So. I'm feeling more comfortable having this. It's better than nothing. And we do screen our patients heavily uh, when they do come in for an infusion. But any visit that does not require a physical procedure is telemedicine. Mm. For anyone just joining us, we're speaking with Dr. Sherry Flowers, a rheumatologist in New Jersey specializing in autoimmune diseases. And uh, she had the foresight to pivot her entire medical practice to telemedicine in just a few hours uh, right at the start of this pandemic. You're listening to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business here on Sirius XM Business Radio. This entire hour, we're dedicating to telehealth and telemedicine and, and what the new normal is right now in the American medical system. Uh, Sherry, do you think that um, your practice will be changed for good because of this? Do you think that you'll start uh, having more telemedicine as part of your practice or is everyone just hoping that you'll be able to return exactly to how it was before? I actually would love to keep part of my practice as telemedicine. There's, there's been a lot of pros to it and um, I think at least one day a week would be helpful, particularly for people who have trouble getting out of work, for patients who live far away. I have patients who see me from southern Jersey, from New York State, from Pennsylvania, and I think um, giving them access to do this without commuting um, in cases where, where, where it is reasonable to do, patients that are well-controlled, that I can manage without doing a full joint exam, um, that don't need procedures, I would love to be able to offer this. I hope insurance companies will continue to pay for it, um, but I think it could be a very helpful thing. I, I am really enjoying it. What, what advice do you have for other medical offices or professionals who are maybe still a little fearful of technology or resistant? What, what thoughts and advice would you throw out to them? You know, it's, it's something that takes a little getting used to if you're not very computer savvy, but it's, it's worth it for the benefits um, 
you know, most importantly, to not contract coronavirus, but also to be able to offer your patients um, a way to to get the health care that they, that they want and being able to have an in-depth conversation with them without this risk and also without our face covered by masks. Um, you know, there are 90-year-old grandmothers using FaceTime to connect to their kids. If they can do that, um, the doctors can do it. They just need, they need a little help sometimes. Do you think, I, I'm curious your predictions on how you think it, some of the big changes that you think will transform healthcare because of this pandemic. Do you think we'll think about our health in different ways? Do you think we'll, we'll take care of ourselves or interact with our doctors differently because of this? You know, I'm hoping that people are starting to see physicians and other healthcare workers in a different light, especially seeing um, particularly people who are on the front line in the hospitals, you know, risking their lives. And, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to be in a mostly outpatient practice. But um, just seeing what people are willing to do and how much people are coming together for purely for the benefit of the patients, I'm hoping people will, um, you know, have a little more appreciation for, for everyone in the healthcare field, from the janitors cleaning the, cleaning the floors to the nurses to the physicians. Um, I think I'm, I'm hoping that will make a positive change. And I think being able to have this greater access to care through telemedicine, I think, will encourage people to see their doctor more frequently and have less excuses to, to not come in. Mm. And uh, anything uh, in our final moments, anything that you wanted to share with people out there who are worried about coronavirus, who are, who are curious about what they can do to limit their risk or their community's risk? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the number one thing is stay home. Whether or not you live in a state that is, um, you know, opening up, as they're saying, uh, next week um, or at any time before this pandemic has really gone down, the only way to flatten the curve until we have good, uh, accurate testing available to everyone is to stay at home. Um, when you go out, wear a mask, keep six feet from everyone. But if you don't need to go out, stay at home. This is the only way also to protect your health care workers and everyone else on the front line, any essential workers, because we are relying on you to flatten the curve. And um, otherwise, the health care workers are just going to be exposed more along with everyone else. And uh, people don't realize how many of them are getting sick right now. Well, uh Dr. Sherry Flowers, I, I know I speak on behalf of so many of us of our just our huge gratitude to you and all of your colleagues, healthcare professionals right now who are really taking care of all of us and in many cases putting yourself on the line and at risk in order to to take care of all of our health. So, so much gratitude and appreciation. Where can our listeners go to, to keep up with you? I know you've done some great writing in the past and are, are really a thought leader on so much of this. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I am I am hoping to be publishing more stuff, um, publishing some stuff in the spring. I haven't written much recently. I did have through your dot complicated uh, newsletter years ago. I wrote an article about reasons not to Google your symptoms before seeing a doctor. Um, but people can also go to my website. Um, they can go to Skylands Medical Group dot com or Google Sherry Flowers MD dot com. It's Sherry with an A S H A R I and Flowers with an S at the end and they'll be able to uh to read a little bit more about me and if they live in the area and are interested in scheduling an appointment, um it'll give them the information to do so. 
Excellent. Thank you so much, Dr. Flowers, for joining us today on the show. And I, I wish you all the best in, in your tough and, and exciting work right now. Well, thank you so much. All the best to you and your family. Thank you. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 